Dior and I are with Eddie Beristecki of Mugs Ale House. Hello. And we're here on the occasion of the 21st anniversary of Mugs. We've been coming here for a long time. Not quite 21 years, but... Like, I'm just saying myself, I've been coming here for 21 years. <laughs> I, should, I should hope so. So, Eddie, 25 years ago, what brought you into the bar business, restaurant business? Um, I actually, being an ex-musician, really liked... The whole bar scene and was a beer lover from day one I guess after drinking a lot of crappy beer typical story I transitioned into better beer via Bass via Sam Smith anchor other beers and then just kept progressing my obsession with beer just kept going and so you decided it would be cheaper to own a bar than have to go to somebody else's? Well, every, every bar owner says that, right? Why would you start a bar? Because uh, you didn't have to pay for your beer. <laughs> have somebody else pay for it. You know, I really don't know. I know. Come think of it 21 years later, the whole objective was to try to pour good beer and good pints, too, because we do imperial pints here. So, And good prices. And that's been kind of the objective throughout the 21 years that we've been doing. 21 years on... Williamsburg, Brooklyn looks a lot different than it did then. Can you uh, give us a, a comparison then and now? I mean, you want to go quick? Ghost Town to Soho. Back then, there was parking everywhere. I used to be able to park right in front of the bar, on the side of the bar, anywhere I wanted to at any time. Well, now there's no bike parking. There's no parking at all. <laughs> I mean, there's so many cars in this neighborhood now and so many people and so much foot traffic. I mean... When we opened up at 10 o'clock, there was nobody on the streets and no cars coming. There was no, nothing. Like I said, it was a ghost town back then. And 21 years ago, there were really no beer bars in Brooklyn and very few in, in Manhattan. Yeah, I mean, I think the only one is Waterfront, if I remember correctly. And maybe Brewski's was around back then and Burp Castle. I think those were a handful. And what was the one up, uptown? Jimmy Armstrong's or something like that? There was one up there on the west side. I don't remember the name of it. But uh, not too many and definitely none in Williamsburg. I mean... We were one of the guys that had Bud and Coors Light on draft on our first couple of years, but that actually eventually changed after I almost got killed for taking Coors Light down. <laughs> There's a great selection of beers that you've had for a while now, but the nice thing here, it's, it's not so much a beer bar as it is a neighborhood bar with a really good beer selection. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, the whole business has changed. I mean, it's really, I mean, I tell people this every day. It's just become chaotic in New York. At one point, we there was a time period that we were thinking about putting a three-barrel system in here to brew styles of beer that weren't readily available. But now, now you've got so many beers in New York. We, we kind of do it differently. You know, we still have some old standard beers that we never take down and devote those lines to the Sierra Nevada Pale Ales, for example, and Smutty Nose has been up for a long time here. And even Hogarth, just one of our typical approachable whip beers that are out there and not overly spiced and smooth and everything else. So we, we try to give everybody a shot. And because there are so many rotational bars these days that everybody rotates beers in and out. And I truly think uh, certain breweries need to be up all the time. So, Do you remember 21 years ago, what were the best beers that you had going on tap? I, I pretty much can remember almost my whole lineup, I think. 
let's see if we can do this. Well, we had, like I said, Bud Coors Light we had up. We had Murphy Stout. We had Fuller's ESB. We had Anchor Liberty up. We had Brooklyn Lager up. Newcastle Brown. And I'm missing one. I think it is probably Pilsner or Kell or something like that. It was some Pilsner that we had up. And then we, we expanded to 16 draft lines and then... We actually had three anchors up and got the button cores light down and just evolved from there. And, you know, the more beer that we were read, was readily available to us in New York, we kind of ventured on. It was a lot easier back then because we could actually taste the beers before we put them up. Now there's so many beers in New York after 21 years, I'd be drinking every day and I probably wouldn't be able to get up in the morning to even open up a door. Over the last 21 years, the beer scene has changed not only throughout the country, but in New York and in, in here, especially here in Brooklyn and Williamsburg, what are some of the points in time that you think were uh, important changes took place or different moments in that 21-year history that stand out in your mind? I'll tell you the truth. Uh, one of the biggest pluses for Williamsburg was that Brooklyn Brewery was here and us also evolved around the same time. That was a big plus for the craft beer scene, especially when they had Craft Brewers Guild around and they were distributing some of the best beers in the world at that time. Kind of what I did, everybody out there seeing their palates were looking for something better. And you guys know, you've been coming here for the uh, MBAS meetings, for the uh, homebrew meetings that we have had you guys here for, I think, probably about 15 years, if I'm not mistaken, if not more. And even that, when you see people that are brewing their own beers, it was a big red flag that went up and says, hey, people are looking for better stuff to drink. And the DBA, drink good stuff type of logo, and you, you could see that they wanted more out of what they were drinking. And, and I think it just took off. And as you well know, the West Coast was definitely doing this before we were doing it here, but now it's kind of just taken off everywhere, I think, worldwide, more than even the States. I think just people want to drink good stuff. I mean, I'm going to use Ray Dieter's old, the, the late Ray Dieter, my good buddy, um, his logo, you know, drink good stuff. I mean, it's really, that's what it should be about, and that's why we're here. I guess that's why we're here after 21 years, too. Yeah, you brought up the MBAS. That's the Brooklyn Multibarley Appreciation Society Homebrew Club. You've been the gracious host of the club for, I, I think it's more than 15 years. I think it's got to be more than 15. We can ask Billy later and we'll find out, but I, I think it's got to be... I'm going to guess probably about 18, if not more. And so you basically let the club take over your entire back room, dining room, every... Second Wednesday a month. Right, and uh, conduct our meetings and have speakers and... Uh... They were here from pretty much when I was here, and Billy was here for a long time with us, and when he started this whole idea with Warren, and, and it took off back then, I, I, I think it was something that I, I figured... It's not going to hurt me to let one back room, even though it became a pain at certain nights when people want to eat there. People want, and, but, you know, I kind of just gave it them priority and say, hey, and, you know, when the, when the weather's nice, they always took the backyard, which made things easier at that point. But, yeah, it, they, they've been a big plus to the craft beer scene in Brooklyn, too. I mean, you know, we had a lot of people showing up here from all over just to come to the MBAS meetings, and it was a good thing. They're good thing, and they're they're good people. I mean, all you guys know it's like, you know, and I I mean I wish I could have came to every root meeting, but uh, I can't keep up with you guys anymore. I'm too old for this. <laughs> You're with us in spirit. Yes, yes. I need to get a cutout of myself and place it in a chair before I leave on Wednesdays. So 21 years of mugs here on Bedford and North 10th Street in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, not too far from the L train. 
short bike ride over the Williamsburg Bridge. What do you envision for the next 21 years, Eddie? Oh, gosh, don't even ask. I don't know. I don't know if, I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. We'll see. I don't know. I hope mugs will still be around. Who knows? I, don't, I wish I had a uh, crystal ball to look into and say, hey, you know, we're going to be here and, or we're not going to be here or whatever's going to happen. But, uh, again, as you guys know, Brooklyn and Williamsburg and New York has changed with the craft beer scene. I mean, the whole multi-tap novelty is gone. It's worn off. It's like every bar is a multi-tap bar. So I'm happy that you guys remembered about me and that people still do remember about this place. And uh, a lot of people come in and say, hey, you're the pioneer of Williamsburg beer scene and all this stuff, which you know, I love hearing that and, and I hope I am to a certain degree in everybody's eyes and that people do remember that. And, uh, and the people that don't, hopefully they'll one day know about it. <laughs> One thing we need to know for the future is, are those muscles coming back on the menu? Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> that was the year of, a year of hell that I went through when we reformatted our kitchen and menu. We will work on it. That's all I can say right now. We're just trying to get everything to a certain level, and hopefully we're doing a good enough job on that, but we will work on getting the muscles on the menu. Well, muscles are no. UBR. <laughs> well, muscles are not. As long as you're here, Eddie, we'll be here, too. Great. Thank you very much. And, you know, salute and stolat and uh, prost, as uh, I think Warren says. And great to have you guys here.